Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Here's Living with a Genius for July 10th, 2020. American painter James Abbott McNeil Whistler was born on this day in 1834 in Lowell, Massachusetts. He was educated in St. Petersburg, Russia, then attended the United States Military Academy at West Point, where he was dismissed for poor grades. Whistler went abroad and established himself as a painter in Paris and London, where he developed his distinctive style, utilizing muted colors and simple forms. His masterpiece is largely credited as Whistler's Mother, Arrangement in Gray and Black, Number 1. His work later provided the inspiration for the picture of Dorian Gray, written by Whistler's friend and rival, Oscar Wilde. Both were figures in the Café Society of Paris, and they were often the talk of the town. They frequently appeared as caricatures in Punch to their mutual amusement. On one occasion, young Oscar Wilde attended one of Whistler's dinners, and hearing his host make some brilliant remark, apparently said, I wish I'd said that, to which Whistler replied, You will, Oscar, you will. Whistler invented a monogram signature, a stylized butterfly based on his initials, and always placed it deliberately as a compositional element, not just a maker's mark. His devotion to overall harmony extended to interior decoration, furniture, and the design of frames and even entire exhibitions. He became a central figure in the aesthetic movement, which was founded on the philosophy of art for art's sake, and emphasized artistic principles, elevated taste, and creative eclecticism in the conception and production of furniture, metalwork, ceramics and glass, textiles and wallpaper, and other objects. He was also an influential printmaker. Whistler's innovative paintings and pronouncements invited controversy. He famously filed and won a libel suit in 1878 against the aging English art critic John Ruskin, who had accused him of flinging a pot of paint in the public's face when he showed an almost abstract city scene, Nocturne, in black and gold, The Falling Rocket of 1875, in an exhibition at London's Grosvenor's Gallery in 1877. Whistler was instrumental in establishing the credo of modern art. In 1885, a year before George Seurat's emblematic post-impressionist canvas, Sunday Afternoon on the Island of La Grande Jatte, appeared in the French Impressionists' final group exhibition and announced the end of naturalistic transcription as an avant-garde goal. Whistler proclaimed in his famous 10 o'clock lecture, Nature contains the elements in color and form of all pictures as the keyboard contains the notes of all music. But the artist is born to pick and choose and group with science these elements that the result may be beautiful, as the musician gathers his notes and forms his chords until he brings forth from chaos glorious harmony. To say to the painter that nature is to be taken as she is is to say to the player that he may sit on the piano. That nature is always right is an assertion, artistically, as untrue as it is one whose truth is universally taken for granted. Nature is very rarely right, to such an extent even that it might almost be said that nature is usually wrong. That is to say, the condition of things that shall bring about the perfection of harmony worthy a picture is rare, and not common at all.
Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.